Hello, everyone. A few days ago, I penned an irritated tweet in response to one of the latest happenings on the increasingly heated culture war front. In response to the decision of an actress, actor named Ellen Elliot Page, I am employing this awkward and impossible naming style because it is now apparently mandatory and am probably doing it wrong nonetheless, as you're doing it wrong is the whole point of what has been made mandatory. But also, I'm trying to make a point. I've essentially been banned from Twitter as a consequence. I say banned, although technically I have been suspended. But the suspension will not be lifted unless I delete the hateful tweet in question, and I would rather die than do that. And hopefully it will not come to that, although who the hell knows in these increasingly strange days. What was it that I said that caused such a fuss? And that fuss is just beginning. And even more importantly, and complexly, what exactly was it that I said that resulted in the ban? Here is the tweet in question. Remember when pride was a sin? And Ellen Page just had her breasts removed by a criminal physician. And then a link to a story that detailed out the happenings. The response from Twitter, quote, Violating our rules against hateful conduct. You may not promote violence against, threaten, or harass other people on the basis of race, ethnicity, national origin, sexual orientation, gender, gender identity, religious affiliation, age, disability, or serious disease. By clicking delete, you acknowledge that your tweet violated the Twitter rules. Delete. If you think we've made a mistake, submit an appeal to us. Please note that should you do so, your account will remain locked while we review your appeal. Let's take this apart. First, it is clearly the case that I did not promote violence against or threaten anyone with my missive. So that leaves the arguably lesser sin of harass. Let's assume since I wasn't informed, that that was the crime. And further, harassment on the basis of so-called gender identity, since Twitter did not do me the favor of actually specifying my crime, and there are many possibilities on that front, we unfortunately have to guess at why this has occurred, and that's actually a big problem in and of itself, and also indicative of the utter carelessness of the Twitter organization with regard to the propriety of its own sensorial actions. I should at least know exactly what I did wrong if I am required to acknowledge that my tweet violated the Twitter rules. What rules, you sons of bitches? Exactly. Precisely. Because such things matter when the accusations start flying. So what did I say that might constitute harassment? Well, many things, hypothetically. Let's begin with Remember when pride was a sin? Although that is merely a factual statement, because under the old rules, applicable even a decade ago, pride was a sin, and had been recognized as perhaps the cardinal sin 
for thousands of years previously. It still might be regarded as unacceptable to the woke authoritarian moralists who now insist, for example, that we celebrate Pride Month, not hour or day or week, but month, and who have literally called it Pride Month instead of LGBT plus month or whatever else alphabet acronym which is currently insisted upon as the only acceptable enlightened terminology. I don't regard pride as a virtue. It has been classically regarded as a sin. I don't see that sexual orientation or sexual desire of any sort is something to celebrate or to take pride in. And so what I said was merely a fact. Now, it's possible that I hurt someone's feelings because I pointed out that pride goes before, for example, a fall. But I don't care about that. Would do it again. And also consider it my duty to warn those who are about to fall into a pit that the path they are on leads suddenly downhill. But that was probably not the reason that I was banned from Twitter. Although, as I said, I am in the position of having to guess. Next phrase to interrogate. And Ellen Page. Now, why did I stop there? Because in all likelihood, it was this seemingly innocuous phrase, including the name of a well-known actress, there I'm in trouble again, that likely resulted in my ban. I committed the fatal crime of what has come to be known in the appalling sensorial terminology of the insane activists as dead naming, which is the act of referring to someone who has transitioned, another hated piece of jargon and slogan, by the name and by the inference, the gender, really the sex, that everyone knew them by previously, and in the case of Ellen slash Elliot, that millions of people recognized and knew. So I should have either called him, her, they, Elliot, instead of Ellen, although as we will discover, that would have made it impossible for me to say what I wanted to and need to say in the remaining phrases. Not that such a problem would bother those who are objecting to my speech in the first place. The next phrase is, just had her breasts removed. This bit suffers from a very similar problem. I employed the forbidden pronoun her when Elliot, Ellen, is now to be regarded as a he or else. But there's a conundrum here, to say the least, and not just for me, although I have been banned because of it. Was Elliot slash Ellen a she or a he or Ellen or Elliot when she or he or they, that's Elliot or Elian, by the way, had his or her or their breasts removed? If he or she was a he, then why was it necessary to have the mastectomy? And how could those I am writing to make sense of what I was saying if it was his breasts that were removed? Were those male breasts or female breasts that were removed? If they were male breasts, then why were they removed? If they were female breasts and had therefore become objectionable, to the degree that surgery generally reserved for cancer treatment was required, was morally obligatory, then wasn't Elliot still Ellen and he still she? How could I possibly have written that sentence in any sensible manner whatsoever, while simultaneously making my point understandably and not breaking Twitter rules against so-called 
hateful conduct. And Elliot Page just had his breasts removed? Was he Elliot then? When exactly? Exactly. He was definitely Ellen at some point in the past, or so indicate all his, her, them, their film credits. Will all those have to be reshot since they employed the hated dead name? That doesn't exist, by the way, that dead name category, except in the sensorial and addled minds of a tiny fraction of insanely narcissistic and increasingly dangerous trans activists. When precisely was it incumbent on me to switch my terminology in regard to Elliot slash Ellen so that I was not engaging in hateful conduct? And how can I describe the fact that someone who was once a woman, and really still is, had her breasts cut off because she, he, they, their, them had fallen prey to a viciously harmful fad without using the appropriate sex-linked pronoun and the real name of the real person to whom this was really done with his, her, their voluntary but unfortunate acquiescence. And so it was impossible to communicate what had happened to my audience without apparently running afoul of the impossible and absurd rules that now hypothetically govern morality itself in the days of the degenerated postmodern and Marxist ethos that we must still, no matter how impossible it is, abide by or else. And you might object, Ellen slash Elliot is an adult, 30-something, and fully capable of making up his, her, their own mind about such things, and she, he, they are welcome from the liberal and the libertarian position to go to hell in a handbasket as she, he, they see fit. And fair enough, to some degree. But I don't believe it is either merely picayune or inappropriate to point out that Ellen slash Elliot, who is quite a good actor slash actress, is also a ritual model for emulation. Being a star with all the privileges and, let us point out, the responsibilities that go along with that. So by acquiescing to this surgery and by publicizing it, and by insisting upon the sanctity and the moral virtue of his, her, their new, expensive, dangerous, and medically enhanced identity, and by participating in the whole identity charade, Alan slash Elliot has undoubtedly, with his, her, their so-called courage, and remember the White House itself has tweeted out every indication of believing in the courage of those who transition, enticed many a poor, confused adolescent, girl most likely, to blame her emergent, pubescent self-consciousness, confusion and discomfort on being born in the wrong body and believing that the courageous, self-affirming and morally admirable route is hormonal treatment, sterilization, subjugation to a lifetime of expensive medical complication, how delightfully profitable is that, and misery. And I believe firmly that Ellen slash Elliot, or whatever the hell her name or his name is, bears moral culpability for that. And finally, with regard to the final phrase, criminal physician, I must say that I've had some post-coital, so to speak, regrets about that phrase. It is clearly the case that the surgical operation performed by the butchers who butchered Elliot slash Ellen was legal. So, was it criminal or not? Were the 
operations undertaken by the fascist physicians who carried out the Nazi medical experiments legal? Yes, under the laws of the time. But were they criminal? I'll leave that question up to you to answer. And further, perhaps it might be objected, what about the damage done by hypothetically leaving those confused about their identity to dwell in their confusion? Aren't we morally obliged to intervene? And I would say, no. Why? Well, first, do no harm, as the Hippocratic Oath, remember that, insists. And second, it has been a matter of historical consensus that sins of omission are less egregious than sins of commission. Thus, leaving someone with gender dysphoria, no matter how warranted, and perhaps it is in a very tiny minority of truly unfortunate cases, to suffer the consequences of the theoretical mismatch between soul and body is less of a risk ethically, personally, socially, and philosophically than the extremely active intervention that constitutes so-called gender-confirming, another hated phrase, surgery. I might also point out that the trans-surgery enterprise is now a $300 million per annum growth industry, rate of projected expansion 15% per year, projected increase by 2027 to $750 million per year. An expanding enterprise in a time of global uncertainty. Time to invest, both in the requisite surgical skills and perhaps in any industry associated with this vicious and unconscionable fad, primarily entangling, as such things so often do, the youthful and female. Isn't that a concern, intersectionalists? Not when push comes to shove or ideology to scalpel. Is that not a true moral hazard? And I'm not taking down that tweet or acknowledging that my tweet violated the Twitter rules. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. Twitter's a rat hole in the final analysis, and I have probably contributed to that while trying to use, understand, and master that horrible, toxic platform. No doubt I owe some apologies for that, and I'm trying to learn but it's a relief, in some real sense, to be banned. And I regard it under the present conditions as a badge of honor. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.